morning. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, into the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy places. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say peace be within thee. Because the house of the Lord of our God, I will seek thy good. God bless you and good morning. This is the day of the Lord. We are blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be here with you on this 12th day of November 2023. Happy Veterans Day to all of the veterans. We celebrate you this weekend. We celebrate you this weekend. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your commitment. Most of all, thank you for the courage that it took for you to step out from among those to be the one that would stand for this country and defend its fronts. Thank you. Thank God for you. To everyone here, all that are part of this great, tremendous, blessed, and dynamic ministry, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, for truly he is our Lord, he is our God. Well, uh, as you know, as I said, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice, and we're going to be glad in it. Amen. I am thankful for you. I give thanks for you in, in all things today. Let's have a word of prayer, and we're going to get right into the Word of God. I hope that you have your Bibles close to you. I pray that you are, you are now ready to um, receive the Word of God. Uh, today, as the Lord have uh, said in the predestined of time, to bring the word of God to you. As I said um, on last week, there were a couple of things that I wanted to uh, prepare you for and to get you ready for as we're, you know, making ready to go back into our, our in-person service. Um, however, we're going to be doing some things that are different we're going to transcend uh, the traditions and we're going to move in the blessings of God all things that he has given unto us uh, for us to work and to operate with and in until he should come again amen good morning Debbie good morning Samuel I hope that you were here to get the message. Happy Veterans Day to you, Samuel, to Chris Johnson, to Fakita Johnson, to Bill Patterson, uh, George Patterson, uh, to myself, uh, Debbie. Happy Veterans Day to you. Uh, you served our country uh, to all of us, and I hope that I didn't overlook anyone that I've that uh, are among us. Uh, and if I did, please. Um, don't charge that to, oh, I'm sorry, Tracy Ross, yes, who also is a veteran, uh, almost to forget Tracy. Uh, so it's not always good to start calling names because you're certain to leave someone out. But as I say, please uh, don't, uh, don't charge that to me. We celebrate you this weekend. Uh, I'm happy also to say that today here, indicator, that... Uh, one of my businesses is going will be um, sponsoring, uh, um, co-hosting um, free movies uh, for veterans and their families. Um, Don's Mercantile is sponsoring free movie passes to Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Don't know if you're movie goers or movie buffs, but if you're here, I'm going to be there. And even if you don't have the ticket, I'm going to make sure that you get a free pass in to watch this double feature today. 
That's this afternoon, starting at 2 o'clock p.m. God bless you. Let's get into the Word of God. Um, as we, as we're, we're nearing, it's kind of seasonal now. And I want to address the time of year in a very timely manner that we have arrived. And as that time again, time is sped by. It's the holiday season 2023, and I know it seems like it was just yesterday that it was November 2022. Time has gone by quickly. The question that I ask at today, as we're approaching this, this season, holiday, celebration, uh, maybe just downtime or time off. Maybe you're not into celebrating the holidays, but uh, it's the colder months, it's the winter time, so it's kind of like a wind down time. I'm going to call it that as well. My question is, what, what is your overall feeling like right now? What's your overall feeling? This is about yourself. What is your overall feeling right now? You, you listen to the, to the sounds, you look at the lights, and things bring a smile to your face as you start seeing the celebration begin. You smell wood burning fires and you smell the foods that are, that are cooking. You hear the sound of family that it's starting to gathering. And that's just for some of us that kind of have this celebratory feel about ourselves. But then there are some others at the same time that will not spend time with family and friends, but actually they find it to be the time that they want to separate themselves from everyone else. It reminds them of the financial struggles that they've had all of the year long. And it's just another time that they had many expectations that were not met. Another year and it's ended, and I did very little to none of what I set out to do at the beginning of the year. So you have a variation of feelings and emotions that are going on, some happy and some not so happy. Either way, whether it's positive and uplifting or whether it's the dread and just being pessimistic about it all, woe is me, and that the cup is half empty. God wants me to remind you today, today, right now, that if you don't like something about yourself, if you don't like where you are, hear me clearly, God wants you to know if there's something that you don't like about yourself, if you don't like where you are, and you're really not energized at all because you don't like where you're going, that this is the time, this is the day that you can reinvent yourself. I'll say it again, reinvent yourself. Happy or sad, it's a good time for you to consider that God want you to be reminded that you have been encouraged and challenged to reinvent yourself. In order to reinvent yourself, you've got to identify some things and you've got to recognize some things and you've got to reevaluate some things. If you want to reinvent yourself, you've got to identify patterns, things that you set, things that you've made a habit. It's, it's not, remember last week I said that it's our default that when we should be moving forward, when God may put everything in place for us to advance, that we kind of default to that woe is me. It's not going to work anyway. That's our, that's our default feeling. That's, we just automatically, regardless to how many times God, someone, God sends someone to encourage us and to help us, we'll 
for a moment, smile, and then in the next moment, we've gone back to that default feeling of woe is me. You've got to identify patterns such as these, and then you've got to recognize your values. Recognize your values. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Give recognition not to what you've achieved and you haven't achieved, but give recognition to who God made you. Recognize your value. And then finally, you have to reevaluate the activities that are no longer, no longer serving you. If you did it this long and it's not working, then maybe it's time that you reevaluate and say that you need to do something different. I use, and I know that this is kind of cheesy and it's kind of cheap shot, but when people say I'm going to church, I say if you haven't made it yet, you ought to just cancel the journey. It's time out for going to church, and it is time for us to be that body of Christ, to be that person that God has made. I am the church. I am the, I am the, the living word of God. I am and I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I'm not on my way anywhere. I am a work in progress. I am a part of the process. I can identify my patterns. I can recognize my values. And I can reevaluate my activities that are no longer serving me at all. And in that way, I can get ready to change the dead end and I can choose better options. When can you do something about a dead end? When you identify, when you recognize, and when you reevaluate. You reach the dead end. This is it. All you're doing now is kind of waiting on the next birthday so that you can say how old you've become. My question is, out of all of those years that you've lived, how much have you achieved? What's your end goal? How much can you say that you have used wisely? How great of a steward have you been with the things that God have given you? Have you tapped into all of the gifts that God truly gifted you with? Are you just kind of carrying them, carrying them along as some uh, trinket or some trophy for you to put a plaster here and there to quote a scripture or to put a bumper sticker on your car and say, God is good, or put it on your wall. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. And that's all it is. It's just a token. It's just a trophy. But the reality is that God has blessed you with all of these things so that you can be enriched and so that you can be empowered, so that you can not only be positive, that you can project and you can move forward. You've become very stingy and selfish with the gifts that God have given you because it seems as though the only person that can declare that they are the blessings of God is you. When is, when, when's the last time that someone else said to you, truly you are the blessed of God? And they're calling you that because they see the things that you're doing, not only for yourself, but the things that you're doing for others. And you do it so easily. You do it without effort. James chapter 1. Verse 22 through 25, I'm going to read from two translations. I'm going to read from two translations, James chapter 1, James, get that, James, that's over towards the end of your New Testament, the very short books at the end of the Bible, just before the book of Revelations. Go to the book of James. If you see Jude, you're close. You see Revelations, you've gone too far. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Get right there in James. Go to chapter 1 in the book of James in the New Testament. You found it? Amen. Now, I'm going to move down to verse number 25 in James chapter 1, and I'm going to carefully read this. I'm going to read this very carefully. Starting at verse number 22, this is from the NIV, the New International Version. This is its translation of this text. James chapter 1, verse number 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I'm going to read that verse again. 
do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just listen, do. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, whoever looks and continues, not forgetting that they have heard, but not only they're hearing, they're doing it. They will be blessed in what they do. There's a condition. Do more than read it, do it. Move out. If you just read it, you're just deceiving yourself. As I said, it's no more than just a trophy. I'm saved. You're saved, so what? Jesus shed his blood for me. Jesus shed his blood for you, and now what? What's the next move? What are you going to do with what God's given you in word and deed? I'm going to read that same, those same verses from the Message Bible, beginning James chapter 1, same, chap, same book, same chapter, same verses, different translation. Do not deceive yourselves by just listening to his word. Instead, instead, put it into practice. If you listen to the word but do not put it into practice, you're like people who look in a mirror and see themselves as they are. And I'm not going to add to the word, but I, I'm just going to pen to me that's translated. They look at themselves as they are and just say, so what? They take a good look at themselves and then go away, and at once they forget what they look like. But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free and keep on paying attention and do not simply listen and then forget it, but you put it into practice. You will be blessed by God in what you do. I don't know if you hear it, but I hear it clearly. God is challenging me to reinvent myself. He didn't bring me where I am for me to just come become just so satisfied that all I'm doing is looking for the next birthday, that all I'm looking forward to is the next something that someone's going to do for me, but the next something that he wants to do inside of me. You have to reinvent yourself. I'm going to call him back again. You have to reinvent yourself, identify, recognize, and reevaluate. Identify your patterns, recognize your values, reevaluate your activities that are no longer serving you. You get up faithfully. Let me talk about that reevaluating the things that, serve, that, that no longer serves you. So you've made it a habit that, oh, I go and I visit the sick and I go down to the hospitals and, and you're just there. And the people that you're going to have started to say about you, boy, I sure hope when I, if I ever get on my sick bed that they don't come by because they just come and they sit and they just wear me out. Well, you say, well, they're unappreciative. Maybe there's something else that you can do other than just go and visit the sick that really needs rest. But after you've gone and you've stayed for an hour and a half, then that just extended their sickness. I'm not being cynical about it, and I'm not minimizing the idea that we ought to visit the sick, but I'm saying that you ought to reevaluate things, and that was only just a single example. The things that we do habitually that's no longer really serving any purpose whatsoever. I'm just pouring in, but it's not really helping me and it's not helping anyone else. You must reinvent yourself. You have to reinvent yourself. Adjustment is very, very difficult. What did I just say? Adjustment is very, very difficult. When I think about this in from an uh, orthopedic perspective, my wife loves to go and get a line. She loves to go and get the chiropractor to give her some alignment. It's called a readjustment. Well, it's so difficult to me because 
I don't want someone making bones crack. They crack enough for me on their own, and I don't need anyone helping. Readjustment is just difficult. Readjustment. Uh, readjustment is putting things back in line. Now, when it comes to my spiritual life, I want to be in the hands of God who serves as a chiropractor who realigns me on a daily basis. I don't want to take for granted what happened yesterday is the conclusion. It's the end. It's the end of all, that that's it. Because that happened, it's over. I want to be realigned. And adjustment is very, very difficult. It's very, very challenging. But I want to challenge you, if you're listening to me today, seek the Lord for realignment. What did I just say to you? Seek the Lord for realignment. Some things that need to be realigned, just like the chiropractor does the body. It's going to make some sounds, and it's going to sound horrible, but you're going to feel better. When you finish what has grown to be stiff, what has grown to no longer be really productive and an active part of your life, it's just there, just holding on in inactivity. Those things can be put to use. Your mind, your thoughts, your energy, your abilities, everything that God will put inside of you. Adjustment is difficult. It's challenging. But you've got to remind yourself of your why. Why? Remind yourself of your why. If you know why you're doing something, it will empower you to endure anything that you're going through. What did I just say? If I know my why, then I can be empowered to endure anything that I'm going through if I know my why. God answers that why. This is why I have brought you. This is why I have gifted you. In my realignment, the whys are always answered. But the question never becomes, why me? Because God answers, why not you? Because I have strengthened you. I have fearfully and wonderfully made you. I'm reminded every day of why. There is no intimidation when it comes to me knowing that God have already answered the why. I had to share with someone as I prepare myself on a daily basis for messages that you get. Oh, they come by application. I've already tested them. I've already ran them by someone. I've already said to someone who comes in my presence, let me, um, what do you think about this? And during the course of the past week, it come up, the question became, and I shared it with a couple of people, about um, the idea of why it seems that no one wants to be original anymore. They want to um, become larger by minimizing the, 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 the abilities of others. Why is it that no one wants to be creative anymore? No one wants to create their own stage, but they would rather take what you have done and then front you, put you in the background of something that you have worked hard for. Even if it requires them to start demeaning you or talking about you, having bad things to say about you, instead of being creative in, the, in, in their own selves, exactly what James said. Not, don't only read it, do it, be about it. It seems as though no one wants to be creative anymore with the creativity that God has put in them, but it's so easy for them to take someone else down and then feel important. Create your own stage. Don't stand in the shadow of someone else. Cast your own shadow. That's what God is all about. If, if, if you know why you're doing something, you're empowered. I want you to be aware now of three C's. I jotted these down too. 
change. And you got to know that change is accelerated. Everything is moving fast. Change. Accelerated change. Complexity. And it's always overwhelming. Nothing comes easy anymore. New, fit, new cell phone out of the box. Forget what you learned about the last cell phone. New device in the, in, in the home. Forget about what you've used before. Because complexity is always overwhelming. Even people that are going through change. There's something new every day. Maybe they're not the one that need to make the adjustment. You need to make the adjustment. You've changed. If you say that about me, I'd say thank you. The last one is competition, and competition is tremendous. Say I'm back. Change, complexity, and competition. What about change? It's accelerated. What about complexity? It's overwhelming. And what about competition? It's tremendous. Tremendous competition, overwhelming complexity, and accelerated change. If you, you become aware of these things when you get ready to reinvent yourself, that change is accelerated. I want everyone to listen to me today so that you can know why it is that you do what you do. Know why it is that you are the person that you are. Don't leave it to everyone else to have so much to say about you until now you don't know who you are. You're just a product of what other people have said. Know why it is that you do what you do. Don't let anyone else give an explanation as to why you do what you do. And you know, we're quick to do it. I go back to others wanting to take your stage. Are you doing that because? Are you doing that because? And they're questioning you and then at the same time that they're questioning you, they already have an answer as to why you're doing it. Oh, you're just doing that because you want attention. You're just doing that because you want to be recognized. You're just doing that. You've got to know yourself why it is that you do what you do. Who am I talking to? Raise your hand. Know why it is that you do what you do. God's desire is that you are fully conscious of why you do what you do. And God wants you to activate the change that is now past due. My God. It's time for you to activate it. You've read it. You've heard it. Your mom have prayed you through your prayers. Your dad have reminded you to pray. Family have always encouraged you to hear the word of the Lord. But it's time for you to be about it. It's time for you to do it. He said it. He spoke it. His word is not slack. His word will not delay, but it will come rapid. Read it and know it that it's time to activate. The word activate is powerful. Activate the change that is past due. Recognize that the message today is talking about past due changes. It's time for a change. Boy, this week, I waited until the truck had to remind me it's time for an oil change. Usually, I'm looking at the mileage. But this time, I didn't look at the mileage. And the truck reminded me, it's time for my oil to be changed. And it didn't say now. It said soon. In other words, I'm giving you warning that if you don't do it soon, bad things are going to start happening. I'm challenging somebody today because if you don't start being about what you've read about, then bad things are going to start happening. This is not some curse on your life. I'm trying to tell you where God wants you to have better, you're taking the, the least. Where he wants you to have greater, you're settling for simply nothing. You're taking the very dead end. You're just settling for the status quo. Don't be intimidated by change. Tell somebody, don't be intimidated by change. And for God's sake, don't panic. Don't be intimidated by the level of difficulty. And for God's sake, don't be intimidated by change. Oh, did I say that already? And don't panic. Oh, I already said that. And for God's sake, don't be intimidated by the level of difficulty. 
be empowered by change, be empowered by the level of difficulty. Is it hard? <laughs> Got the right one. Level of difficulty. The way that I am, and I had a gentleman tell me last night when he walked in the store, he said, Don, I've known you for some years. Look at you. You still got your swag. And this was a white guy that told me I had swag. I didn't even know that he knew what swag was, but he told me I had it. Man, I'm some years older than he is, but he recognized my gangster. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but I know what I'm talking about. And I'm not into myself, but I'm boasting and bragging on what God has done for the years. And that is because I'm not intimidated by the level of difficulty and I don't panic and I'm not intimidated by change. Yes, one of my favorite songs is a change has got to come. That change has to come. I read this quote during this week and I want to share it with you. And that quote said, it's not what you don't have. It's what you think that you need that keeps you from handling difficulties. Man, I like that. It's not what you don't have. It's what you think you need that keeps you from handling difficulties. You little needy person, you. It's not what you don't have. I'm going back to an old sermon now. Y'all play catch up. You remember my sermon, you're too gifted to be broke? That was back in the 80s, man. Too gifted to be broke. I came from 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, verse number 5, I think it is. And that verse says, in everything you are enriched in him. Oh, I preached this sermon. Man, I used to love to preach this sermon. In everything you are enriched in him. Enriched in him. In all utterance. In all knowledge, you are enriched in him, in everything, in knowledge, in utterance, what you know and what you say out of your mouth. This is why I declare by the power of the tongue, there ain't anything that I need that I don't speak on and then I go looking for it. I activate it. I had a freezer to go out a week ago at a critical time. Y'all heard the problem I had. It's been replaced. It was in the way. That's why it went out. I didn't need the freezer. I needed a cooler. But it had to be blown, black smoke, bad odor, for it to be replaced by what I went this morning to get before I got to the service today, waiting on me. And guess what? When I got there, I didn't get one cooler. I got two, two for the price of one. They wanted me to go ahead and get that out of the way. Imagine if you would stop thinking just because something don't work anymore, it means doom and disaster. But God is getting something out of the way. I dare you to text somebody right now that's listening to this message and say, did you hear what he just said? You haven't lost a thing. God is just realigning. God is just removing some stuff so that some new stuff can come in. Before your hair start falling out, it used to be replaced by some prettier hair. How can I finish that? Now you got a beautiful bald head. <laughs> God's getting some stuff out of the way. He's getting some things out of the way. He's moving things so that better can come, so that greater can happen. You're too gifted to be broke. You can't be broke because in all things, God have enriched you, knowledge, utterance, so that you come behind in nothing. Listen. I'm closing, but to you that's sitting there right now planning to coast it out, that's what you're going to do. You didn't had that job for a long time. Now you're just waiting, on to, waiting to retire. AARP got something for that. You're getting close to 50. If no one ever wrote you, AARP is about to flood your, your mailbox. They're going to remind you that is almost over. And you can't even return that AARP mail back to them and tell them you've just begun. But you can accept the challenge today. You've retired and now you just want to sit and watch time go by. You know what I call this? Volunteer victim. You VV. 
a volunteer victim because you just want to just coast it out. Just because you're through, did God say he was through? Just because you've been there that long time and you've served all of those years, you think that God is finished too? You're just a volunteer victim. You've lived out your whole life only to discover that God's desire for you is to do more. God's desire for you is to have more. And God's desire for you is to go farther. Jesus told his disciples, you stay here. I'm going a little farther. And the reason that I'm going to try to take you with me is because I don't want you holding me back. He left them here while he went farther. He came back to check on them. And guess what? They were asleep. He said, couldn't you just wait and watch with me for just an hour? That's why I didn't carry you with me because you were going to be dead weight. Sometimes you've got to leave a couple of people just a few steps behind. They'll play catch up. If they're really attached, if they really love you, they'll do what's necessary. They'll accept the alignment. They'll do more. They'll look for more. They'll go farther and they'll do more. Do you know that you worked all that time for them? They paid you just enough to keep you from quitting. They never paid you what you were worth. They paid you just enough so that you didn't quit. And you worked hard enough so that they wouldn't fire you. And you did that for 20 years. 20 plus years. Maybe you've only did it for four or five years. They're only going to give you as much as is required to keep you from quitting. And you're only going to do as much for them. You're not going to do exactly what needs to be done. You're just going to do just enough so that they don't fire you. My challenge to you is to reinvent yourself. Three people. No, four. Noah, Moses, Gideon, and Saul. All reinvented. Noah, man, I've served the Lord all of these years. I'm done. Lord said, not yet. What else do you want me to do? You're about to be a shipbuilder. A what? A shipbuilder. Why? A ship. What's a ship? It's going to rain. Rain? What's rain? Oh, it's coming down, bro. It's about to go down. Before this, maybe there was just a dew that rose from the ground. But now it's going to fall from the sky. And it's going to fall in amounts that water is going to cover all the earth and it's not going to stop until it destroys all except those who get on the boat or the ship that you build. Do you know that man's life was reinvented in his old age? He had to build a ship so that others could be saved. But if he wasn't up for the change, the challenge and the difficulty, everybody would have been lost. The next one is Moses. Moses spent 40 years in Pharaoh's house, 40 years in the wilderness. Bruh, I'm old. I spent the best of my days. I'm married now. I have Yoshebed here. I'm happy. I got my sons. I got my daughters. I'm good. What does God do? Get up, go to Pharaoh, tell him that I said, let my people go. Moses said, man, I can't talk. I stutter. The Lord said, I just reinvented you. You're now an ambassador. Who do I tell him that you are? Tell him I am that I am. Moses was reinvented in an instant second. Gideon was minding his father's business. The Bible says that he was in the threshing wheat at the wine press. And he heard the voice of the Lord and he hid. The presence of the Lord came and called him a mighty warrior. Wait a minute. Are y'all looking at me? Gideon said, mighty, mighty warrior. Who? He associated those words with complexity, difficulty, challenge, and change. And he wasn't ready for that. Man, just, I'm in here. I'm, I'm minding my daddy's business. Nope, Gideon, 
you're about to be a mighty warrior. He was the least in his family. Went out and gathered 32,000 men. And the Lord said, now that you done did your thing, let me do mine. Took him from 32,000 to 300 and took out everything. He was reinvented. God can cause you to do. Remember I said a few minutes ago, it's not what you need. It's what you've got. And the last one is Saul. That's a long story, but I'm going to cut it short. Saul's life was drastically reinvented. And I noticed this this week as I thought about reinvention. God didn't take anything from Saul. Saul could take you out. The only challenge that Saul had was people that tick him off, and that ain't what I want to say, is that Saul could remember that was a day. Sometimes that's all you have to work with is hold down the idea that that was a day, and that's a challenge in itself. But God keeps you humble like that. A lot of stuff you got to take as you move forward in the reinvention, you don't have to take. But remember, also in the process of change, God has humbled you. I, took, I take you to Ephesians for that one, and I want to read that one because I was torn between whether I was going to use Ephesians or read James. And Ephesians, oh, I think I, I have Ephesians. I did have it, but I think it was Ephesians. Uh, you forget. Uh, let's see. It was Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah, verse 17. It was 4 and 17. And I'm going to read that one because I was challenged to use this one as well because I want to I have to talk I have to say this because I'm 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 telling you now my um my kryptonite. Cuz sometimes I want to squash. It's part of getting older. But I have to remember this. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, you got to hear this now, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life for you when you heard about Christ and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off all old self. Put off all old self. I know sometimes you look at people, there was a day. But you've got to put that away, and sometimes that's a challenge. That's the one that you need to do because you've got to remember that pride preceded the fall. Don't be destroyed because you get so into yourself in the reinvention. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself before him. Well, you guys, I pray you've been blessed by this. I didn't even look over to see what everybody was. Hey, everybody. Hey, Vita. Hey, Janet. Hey, everybody. I love all of you. I hope that uh, some of you are going to come today and and uh, be blessed by this free movie. This is sponsored or co-hosted the Princess Theater. Samuel, you remember the princess? I'm going to wait and see if he answered. Do you remember the Princess Theater? Downtown Decatur. I just recently took a tour of that place where it used to be coloreds only upstairs in the balcony. And now God have had Lodon Hurt to come along and co-host in that same place where there was segregation and black people had to sit upstairs. And I'm taking that thing and co-hosting and I'm giving as many people that want to go into it today to be to celebrate this. I'm taking them in today. Praise God. Look at what God will do. I love y'all. The name of this song and I played it coming in and I'm going to play it going out. 
is called When the Soul is Smiling. This is actually a jazz tune, and I'm playing it because I need the spirit of Christ to flow richly at me by Richard Smith. When the soul is smiling, because that's what's happening today. My soul is smiling. I'm about to go downtown, and I'm going to meet some folks down there. I hope you all are coming. Keita and Chris, come on down. Orlando, Florida, come see me. Come see me. Let's do some things in the Lord. Y'all have a lot to do from this message. You got some growing up to do. You got some things that you've got to do. It's the holiday season and I intended to make this message strong today. I hope a lot of people got this. Identify your patterns, recognize your values and reevaluate all of that mess that ain't working no more. If the battery is dead, change it. James 1, and 25 say, do not merely listen to the word, but be about that word. Do what it says, make it happen. It's time to reinvent yourself. Pastor Hearth gonna see y'all next week, but I love y'all with everything that I am and everything that God gave me. God bless y'all.